You're listening to the Technically Confident Podcast with me, your host, Charlotte Fuller. This is the podcast for the ambitious woman in tech who wants more and is willing to do what it takes to make it happen. I'm going to give you all of the tips, methods, and strategies you need to remove self-doubt, get over your fears, and build the confidence you need to live the life of your dreams and reach your highest potential. So strap in, enjoy the ride, and let's go get you everything that you deserve. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Technically Confident podcast. I am so excited today to introduce you to Sandy Carter. Sandy is an accomplished executive and tech industry leader, currently serving as the COO of Unstoppable Domains, which you will talk to us about today. And Sandy is a former vice president of both AWS and IBM, and now has transitioned from the corporate world into the dynamic startup space on a mission to shape the future of technology and drive positive change throughout Web3, the Web3 world. Leading the charge at Unstoppable Domains, Sandy spearheads the mission to ensure that everyone has a digital identity in the Web3 world, which I would love to know a little bit more about, as I'm sure our listeners would today, and is really an influential thought leader in the industry. Um, and if Sandy wasn't busy enough with all of this, um, she's also launched a groundbreaking initiative, Unstoppable Women of Web3. And this vibrant project nurtures a supportive community that really equips women with the valuable resources to actively contribute to the world of Web3 technologies, which is something quite incredible, I think, um, to really, really dive into. So, Sandy, thank you so much for being he here with us today. We could not be more excited to have you on the podcast. And I'd love to know a little bit more about you from your perspective. And you've made this recent transition from incredible positions in the corporate space into more of a startup environment. So I'd love to know what, what made you take that, take that leap of faith? Well, first of all, Charlotte, thanks for having me today. And thanks for um, you know, the honor of being able to speak to all of your listeners around the world as well. So um, as you said, I am the COO of Unstoppable, which has, you know, it's probably one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. Mm -hmm. I get to work with our uh, partner community, our customers, what we call our whales, which are our largest customers out there. Mm -hmm. um, we get to work on marketing, and communications, and a ton of legal things too, because we're really doing groundbreaking things that have never been done before. So we're really writing the playbook as we're executing as well. Unstoppable Domains, if you don't know, is a company that does digital identity. And what that means is that you have a way that you take that identity with you throughout all your usages on the internet. So if you think about today in our what I'd call our Web2 world, you log into maybe Google or TikTok or Facebook and when you do that, you use a username or password, which is your digital identity. But when you do that, that username or password really belongs to the platform. Because if they go away, so does your username and password. And all the data collected by you is actually owned by the platform itself. Uh, we just saw an article from Google and Facebook that said they made $100 billion on our data. And so wow. if you look at what Unstoppable is doing in the space, because we're built on blockchain, this enables us to have ownership of your digital identity and your data. And so that enables all of us now to be able to log into multiple applications with one digital identity, like mine is sandy.nft. 
and it enables us to own our data. And so then we can actually monetize or get rewards for our data as well. Very, I came over very from cool. to Unstoppable. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I came over to Unstoppable Domains from uh, Amazon Web Services, which I love. I would highly recommend if you ever have a chance to work at Amazon, uh, you do it because it's just an amazing company. Um, I was working in a space, um, you know, growing our enterprise business and focused on some of our regulated industries like public sector and started diving deep on blockchain and, uh, you know, technologies that make up the metaverse today, like IoT and augmented reality and virtual reality. And it just so happened that our CEO and founder was coming to visit in Seattle. He invited me to dinner. And because I was so intrigued with what I was already doing at Amazon, uh, he explained a gap that existed today in the space. And so the rest is history. I am I am here today. I have worked at other startups though. Mm -hmm. So it almost seems Charlotte, like I've done, you know, like startup, big company, startup, big company, um, you know, kind of bringing the best of both worlds to uh, any space that I, I end up or land. Amazing. I love that. It's such a rich um, career history that you've had and that you are, you are having right now. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I think there's so many questions that I want to ask you about all of these things. I think the first thing I would love to find a little bit more about, though, is like, what are some of the differences you find between being, you know, I'm just going to say it, a very influential woman in um, the, the corporate space against the startup space? How do you find that? Well, you know, the great thing about Amazon Web Services is, you know, Andy and Jeff really ran Amazon as really a set of small startups within a big company environment. So, you know, I love Andy's quote. He often says that Amazon Web Services is the largest startup out there in the world <laughs> uh, because all of the principles apply. We, yeah. we worked as a very team. We call it single-threaded. Um, we were starved a little bit because we have this philosophy of being frugal. Mm -hmm. uh, we, um, you know, we really worked backwards from the from the customer, which is, you know, very much of a signature startup play, right? Most large sure. companies, only 20% of time from an executive is spent with customers, but at Amazon, they flip it. It's like 80% of your time is spent with customers. So I feel like Amazon Web Services really prepared me well because I really felt like I was at a startup the entire time mm -hmm. I was working inside of AWS. Um, of course, AWS has a few more resources to lend to the table. Sure. But, um, but um, I do feel like a lot of the philosophy, the thought, the, the mechanisms that we used mm -hmm. were really the same. And so I was really well, I think I was really well prepared to enter startup world because of the way AWS did their training. Yeah, very, yeah, very interesting, isn't it? I think the way that you describe it, I mean, it's certainly, like you said, in the startup world, we're always starting with the customer first and working backwards. Um, and I think, like you say, often that gets lost in a corporate environment. Um, and just super, super important to remember to bring that back, especially the women that we're working with here, specifically the listeners to this podcast, because they are generally women who are building their own SaaS platforms um, or have their own businesses in their own right and are building additional SaaS revenue streams and, and things. And so it's, it's a reminder to always bring it back to the customer first. Um, 
and then move forward from there. Because without that, you just get completely lost, don't you? And it's a, you end up creating something that you think is good, but doesn't actually meet the needs of the people that you want it. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, um, you know, we've seen a lot of companies who are tech first, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're seeing it right now, actually, in this AI craze. A lot of people will lead with AI, the technology, versus what are you trying to do for me? Like, what problem are you trying to solve? I get that it has AI in it, but what's the value proposition? <laughs> right. And so I do, I love businesses that start customer first, that are obsessed over their customer, you know, what you need to bring to the table. Uh, that for me makes everything, I think, much more powerful and much more successful too. Mm. Uh, you know, as a as a builder in the space, you need to understand your customer. Uh, a thousand percent. And then thinking about that, so women who are, or anyone who's building um, their own SaaS platforms or technology or anything like that today, um, what taking from your front front and center of all of the innovation that's going on right now in the world, like you couldn't be closer to it. What should people be? thinking about or considering as they are building these platforms what's what's coming next that people need to need to be thinking about well of course from a technology perspective i will tell you i think the trends are around today obviously artificial intelligence what we just been talking about mm-hmm. right how do you make your application smarter and add more value for your customer I think Web3, because it brings that aspect of ownership into the equation. Um, Also security, being built on blockchain, you know, being programmable and interoperable, which I think is really essential. And I still think, Charlotte, that Metaverse is going to make its way back. I know that it's kind of been overshadowed right now with AI, Mm -hmm. but I do think that it uh, it will come back. And I think you know, I think if, as I think about metaverse, you know, metaverse kind of starts with you being transported into another world. I think the ultimate goal is really to transact in there, to do commerce in there. Mm. I do think that that's kind of coming to you. So my advice to companies is just to keep, you know, have a forward-looking perspective, have someone looking at these technologies, not for technology's sake, but for the value that they could bring to your customers. Now, on the other side, if I'm looking at trends, like from a business perspective, the other thing that I see really strong right now as I'm talking to major brands is a refocus on loyalty and Hmm. a refocus on community. And what do I mean by that? Well, I've just been talking to so many customers, brands particularly, who feel like their current loyalty program is broken in some way. It could be it costs too much money. It could be, Mm. you know, it's just not getting to the end user. It could be that there's too much um, of non-authenticity to it. Or even I heard this morning, someone said, my program's just not fun anymore, right? A loyalty program (laughs) is fun. No fun left. So I do think that we're going to start to see kind of loyalty V3 coming out Mm -hmm. from different folks. We're already seeing, you know, like Starbucks is using Odyssey and Mm. Nike is at their new Swish program. I do think we're going to start to see new loyalty mindsets and thoughts about how you reach that customer. And really linked to it is how do you build a community or a tribe? Um, There are so many more sessions now on 
how do you really get community? How do you get more than, you know, the numbers show that 90% of any community that you have, 90% are really lurkers, right? They kind of look, mm. and they listen, but they really don't participate. So how do you get those numbers higher? Um, Web3 yeah. in the metaverse has achieved higher engagement because there's more rewards for being part of the community. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's not the whole answer to the question. But I do see a lot of new sessions and a lot of questions and a lot of new articles coming out about how do I build that? How do I build that community? So I think those are like from a trend perspective. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, those are more like growing my business. And then security is obviously a very hot topic from a business perspective, right? How do I protect against deep fakes? How do I make sure my data is secure? Um, You know, especially with all these AI engines, you know, as I'm using the tech, how do I ensure security as well? So in Mm. my mind, that would kind of be the three on the tech side and the three on the trend side as well. Mm, very interesting. Um, I'd love to dig in a little bit more about on the community aspects, actually, and the tribe aspects, because these are some of the things that, regardless of of whether we are in a, a very innovative space or whether we are in more of a traditional uh, business space as such, are key elements to helping us grow business and our, our operations and everything that we do. In terms of what you're seeing, um, in terms of that trend and how Web Web 3 is really um, driving some of those community elements, what are some of the specifics that you think are, are working in that space? Well, you know, for one, um, I love this quote and it's it says... The project is the community and the community is the project. Mm. So when you're building a community, a lot of people listen to the community. Um, they're interacting with the community versus in Web3, the project is the community. Like there's not an us and a them. It's mm. we. We are going to. And therefore, there are rewards for being part of that community. So it's not, um, you know, oh, thank you for giving me your feedback or thank you for giving me your requirements. I'll take this in, you know, from a community meeting or session or a user group. It's Mm -hmm. okay, let's tweak it. Let's work it together and there'll be value for you. It could be something as simple as, you know, um, I verify, which Web3 does really well, right? It verifies that you participated in whatever and therefore you get, a great seat at the conference where we're going to announce this, or you get a t-shirt that says, you know, I'm part of this community, which sounds small, but in community building can go a long way that it's something unique and differentiated. Um, It could be, you know, if you're part of certain communities, you get access to certain things. So you might have a a celebrity, and I use that term broadly because it could Mm -hmm. be like an OG in Web3 space. It doesn't have to be the Paris Hiltons of the world. Um, but you might get, you know, engagement from that OG or from that celebrity, for example, Hmm. or that you just get special behind the scenes insights, maybe through the use of a a video. And I think part of the difference here in that community aspect is that everybody feels rewarded. It's not one group or one faction. It's the community feels rewarded for that. Uh, I think that, you know, I think that that we at Unstoppable are doing that well. I also think some Web2 folks who are 
branching into Web3 are doing it well. So for example, Forever 21 Mm -hmm. has created a community for that next generation that sits on uh, Roblox, which is a Mm -hmm. kind of a metaverse that's a Web2-ish metaverse. And they've started co-creating with their community. So that next generation gets in there and helps them design the next hot pink shirt or the next hat. Um, And now they're taking kind of that digital like, like, what are you getting? Well, you're part of that community. Um, the mm. design team comes in learning from like a real designer. Like you could so be powerful. in college and learning from yeah. a designer. Yeah. And then more rewards is your design actually gets produced in the physical world. And then you go and buy that hat that you helped design. <laughs> um, and, the, so, and, and so that's like a, a very fulfilling um you know, you get educated, you learn, you meet new people, you've got a new social network, um, but you're also seeing your product produced. I mean, that gives you a lot of satisfaction. And I think that's what a lot of community building is. It's where the community is rewarded for contributing and feels a part of what's going on. Um, I'll give you a great example. Mm -hmm, Uh, We were developing, my team was developing um, a product at Amazon. Now, I know that's not Web 2, but I love this story mm-hmm. because um, we ended up developing it and we were at a conference and we were going to have, you know, I was on stage and I was going to have the team that really built it from product management to engineering to marketing stand up. It was only about 20 people. Mm-hmm. And so when I was on the stage, I said, okay, everyone who had a part in this product, please stand up. A thousand people stood up. <laughs> a thousand people stood up. Wow. Now, why? Because we had all these partners who contributed. We had customers mm. who contributed. Um, and so it was really cool to me. It was like the first really impactful community thing that I felt where these other people who were not part of our company stood up because they felt like they should be recognized too. And that's what I feel like every day in the Web3 world, right? I take that one moment of wow, um, and we feel that every day from our community because they really feel part Mm. of it. I mean, they do things that are extraordinary because they're part of our unstoppable community, for example. I love it. I love it so much. And it's, it's, it's so powerful, isn't it? I think that's the thing. And it's got all the potential to just drive so many amazing results on a on a business level and on a personal level for people as well. I think one of the things you spoke about very briefly before was the 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 ownership of our own data and being able to monetize that for ourselves. For example, if there's one thing we love talking about on this podcast, it's how to um, create additional revenue streams and, and additional weight, uh, streams of income. Um, would you mind telling us a little bit more about that, Sandy, as well? Yeah, you know, I mean, one of the things that I I love about being in digital identity and Web3 is that um, you and I actually now own our data. We get to decide who gets to see it, Mm -hmm. when they get to see it, how much they get to see, and for how long they can view our data. And so the revenue stream here is a little different. It really flips on its head a lot of traditional models. Mm-hmm. Where you know where a company might go and buy a list from someone and then monetize yeah. that list, right? Offering a coupon or something to a purchase list. 
So Web3 really flips that on its head because now you're not buying a list. Now you have to entice Charlotte and Mm -hmm. Sandy to do something so that you get that data. And so it could be, you know, it could be, it could be obviously money or gift cards. I've seen companies do, you know, get a $25 gift card to Amazon. More, more than not though, it's actually something that's of value to the person. Okay. So, you know, it's a t-shirt or recognition or something that what we call token gated that only you get if you provide this certain data. Um you know, it could be that you're first in line for a selfie with Gary V. You know, it's whatever that really matters <laughs> yeah. to that community, right? And Amazing. so it's really, it's really going to change, I think, you know, all the SaaS companies that you have out there, it will change their marketing teams. How do you market? Because no mm. longer are you buying lists, figuring out how to entice. You're now really doing what all marketeers have already dreamed of doing, which is maybe one-on-one marketing or community-based marketing. Because now you have to entice a user to give you access to that information, which is much more powerful and much more valuable than if you're buying lists where you don't know if the lists or the the people who are on the list are actually people or bots or something else. Um, I see it changing, you know, customer support, what information you get for customer support sales, how you're going to execute on sales and, you know, how you might write your proposals. So I really think that when uh, this ownership of your data comes to the person, I think it will really flip on its head a lot of the functions that we've known and loved for a long time. I think it will also create a lot of new businesses Mm. because Charlotte, now if you and I own our data, we don't want to have a DBA that sits in our home and manages our mm-hmm. data for us, right? <laughs> so it has to be the kid easy. You know, maybe it's a data appliance or mm. maybe it's something that is as easy to work from the remote of your TV so you can watch how you've monetized your own data. I think there are so many opportunities out there today for entrepreneurs to build in some of the gaps that we've already seen in our, you know, in our Web3 metaverse space and even Mm. AI. I think all three of them have gaps today that this ownership will bring to the table. So think about training your learning model. Mm. When you and I own the data, right now what happened, you know, is ChatGPT, they they really scraped the internet for all that data. But what if to really solve a problem, you need a different data that only I had and only Mm -hmm. you had? Now you have to figure out to entice me to give you my data, um, maybe anonymously, maybe not, in order to be able to be used in those learning models. I just think it's really, you know, that ownership of data will really change a lot of business models that exist today. Maybe that won't be for three years, Mm -hmm. maybe five years, but it definitely will come. Um, I see it in my daughters, right? I mean, they consider, I mean... At first, they were like all over social media. Now they're like, no, mom, you know, privacy. Don't post my picture. Don't post this about me. My daughters are telling me, Uh I value my privacy. Mm. I want to share my data. Um, And we're seeing that pop up a lot in the next generation. Mm. Very, very interesting. It's as if, I think from what you're saying, it feels as if there's going to be no hiding for businesses, sales teams, marketing teams anymore behind 
bad, bad marketing in a way. It's going to all be around the big word that's coming up for me all the time is connection. There's going to be no way around building that connection in order to market and sell the way that we want to and the way that consumers want to be sold to. So how is how it feels. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I also think that, you know, um, I think a lot of marketers fall trapped to, I'm going to give you a discount off coupon. Mm, and that's yeah. going to be the way that you'll... I think we're going to have to be more creative in the Indeed. way that we think about that and the way that we... The way that we entice people, reward people for their data, I think also has to go to the next, you know, to the next level. So, you know, I think anybody developing, um, you know, a loyalty type of SaaS software, or if you think about um, storage of data on an individual basis or, you know, rewards programs that exist out there today, I think there's so many different SaaS solutions Mm-hmm. that could completely revolutionize the space and kind of move along with the technology. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. I think 100% looking forward to what's really coming, like you say, in the next few years, but what, may it be two or three years time, and really thinking one step ahead will be incredibly valuable, valuable things to do for people mm-hmm. right now, especially at a time where so much is changing. We're really on this cusp of huge change. Um, aren't we? I think that's super interesting. Sandy, from a very on a very practical level, how can people get involved in, in Web3? What's and and potentially from an unstoppable domains perspective, how can people interact with it? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I think there's a couple of things that everybody should do. Um, one, I think they should just go and get educated. There's lots of blogs and information. Of course, you know, we think our unstoppabledomains.com site has a lot of basic education about what is Web3. Uh-huh. Um, then I usually encourage people to what I call playstorm with it. And when I say playstorm, you know, there's a lot of technologies that you can read about and really get right? Like the cloud is one of those, you know, you can read about it and think about it, not really Mm -hmm. ever do it. And you can explain it and you can be an expert in it, but that's not the case here. Here, Mm -hmm. you really have to get your hands dirty to jump in there and go deep in order to understand it. So, you know, one of the first things that we always tell people to do is to go get your digital identity. Mm. Um, Because what that does is if you buy a domain from Unstoppable, that gives you a way to um, to transact with businesses, so you can use it for cryptocurrency. You know, to do a transaction with crypto, um, you can use it for your email. Yeah, you can create a decentralized website, which means it's a website no one could ever pull down, right? So instead of going and building something that if someone doesn't like what you have on there, they can take it down. You can't take it down. Um, you could use it in, you know to log into a game. So you can see what it's like to take Sandy.NFT and use that in a, you know, in a finance application, in a game, in a, in an email application. You can mm-hmm. kind of get the feel for it to really understand it. It also attaches to your avatar. So if you like games with avatars or even love going into the metaverse like Atlantis or Decentraland mm-hmm. or Sandbox, you can also use it to go into there. And, you know, just play around with your avatar. For us, it's a Ready Player Me avatar, which works in about 7,000 metaverses. 
<laughs> so if cool. you think about it, all of those, all of those things are something that you can use to play with and experiment with. And then if you're an entrepreneur, of course, when you do that, Charlotte, you will mm-hmm. see gaps all place. Yeah. You'll see things that are not easy to use and that you need to, uh, you know, you need to look, look at how I can make this easier. Um, that's why we've seen a lot of new wallets pop up like Timeless and Creases who are focused on ease of use versus mm. I'm designing for Web3 Bro who who has all the technical <laughs> details. You'll see the education that might be needed or even terminology. Mm. Um, I think that that probably for me is like the best way to get started. If you get a domain, it's kind of the center of everything that you're going to do in the Web3 metaverse world. Yeah, absolutely. So get a domain, go in and have a play around. I think that's the first thing. Um, certainly what I'm yeah. going to do. And for for those of you listening right now that want to know more about um, Web3, what we will do is we will link to um, all of the resources that, that Sandy just mentioned there. Um, so you can dig in, get a good idea of what's going on and explore it a lot. Because I know that we're speaking about some big topics here, um, some things that you may or may not have come across before. So we'll definitely link those in the show notes so that you can go and have a play as well. Sandy, now I know that you've got a big announcement as well coming up in July. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that has been, I would say, uh, you know, really pivotal in a lot of Web2 companies is making it easier for users to get access to specific applications that work um, that work with particular tools that you're using. So for example, you know, Google Cloud, Amazon, Microsoft all have set up marketplaces so that their users who are using their technology have one place to go, like a one-stop shopping that they can go to to really um, decide what they want to focus in on. And so um, we are announcing a partnership with, uh, it's a company that was incubated by Polygon Labs. And uh, we built a marketplace. We believe it's the largest and the first Mm. for our space. Uh, We'll have, you know, over 700 different applications in there. So once you get your domain, you can go to the marketplace and then you can see, oh, here's 170 wallets I can use. Oh, here's all the metaverses I can use. Oh, here's all the games I can use to log in with my domain if I want to protect my um, my data. Um, here's a company that can help me with a decentralized website, or here's two decentralized mm-hmm. browsers I can I can use. And so, what this really does is it really makes it easier for you as a user to take advantage of everything that's happening there. And um, as we do this, since we partner with Polygon, we're also going to do a 30% off mm-hmm. for anybody who gets their first digital identity, like Sandy.Polygon. You'll also get that so you can go and play around in it. Now, if you're a partner, the really cool thing is this is obviously a Polygon-based framework. And so um, that, you know, most, most of the infrastructure today driven in Web3 is Polygon-based. So that's a really cool thing. We actually feature different applications. And then if you see this, this is actually, you can see the set of users who are already leveraging it. So you really can, um, you know, take advantage of those 3.6 million domain holders out there 
who are leveraging mm-hmm. and using the new Web3 technology as well. So I think it's really a fabulous um, announcement because we've had marketplaces in Web2 and they function a particular way. Yeah. This is really a true three decentralized marketplaces where users can come and again, do some of the same functions that they could do in Web2, but now have it available for a Web3 base that's out there. Very, very cool. And I, it's, it sounds like an incredible opportunity for people to go in and really start engaging with, with Web3 in just a really easy, easily consumable way really, in a way that's accessible to people to first start to get involved and to really drive that um, adoption as well early on. So it sounds absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait to to dive into that. Yeah, you know, a lot of, I mean, a lot of times I'm spent answering questions when people will come to me and they'll go, okay, so what games can I use this in? Mm. (laughs) Um, What emails can I leverage now? Which browsers can I use now? So now they don't have to call me because I'm not scalable. Now they can go to (laughs) place. And, you know, Charlotte, one of the other things that I think is really important is, um, you know, from my training at Amazon, Jeff Mm -hmm. Bezos always used to say, um, it's probably even more important to ask the question, what's not going to change over the next three to five years Mm. as it is to ask the question, what is going to change? Very and one of the things we think is not going to change is that users are going to want consolidation. They don't want to go hunt and peck for everything. Mm, they want a consolidated, easy to use place to go to find out what works with what I just got, right? I mean, we say it as utility is greater than hype. We want you to have a lot of uses that you can leverage your digital identity with. And so, you know, I don't think this will change over the next three to five years. I think users will still want this, whether it's, you know, for AI tools or Mm -hmm. blockchain games or metaverses or whatever it is. I think they're still going to want that consolidated view of what they can get access to. And so we're really excited to announce this. Um, You know, the CEO of Polygon... is going to be with us in Paris when we do the big mm-hmm. announcement. So you can tell that it's also a really important initiative to Polygon as well. When you've got one of their co-founders who's coming yeah. over to do, you know, <laughs> to do the grand, the grand announcement as well. So we're really excited mm-hmm. because we do feel like this fits in the what will not change over the next three to mm-hmm. five years as we move forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in a world that is becoming more and more complex all the time. Ease, simplicity is, I think, we strive for it more and more, actually. Um, so I completely agree. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. And Sandy, when will this be live? When can people access it? Um, so we're going to go live on July 17th. Okay. Uh, we will go live from Paris. Like, what better place to go Ooh. live from? <laughs> Paris. We'll also have um, some videos of it so you can see it, mm-hmm. you know, in the, our social as well. So you can view the experience. You know, this is really going to be experiential, you know, helping you to find the right experience for what you're using. So, yeah. Phenomenal. So and if you're in Paris, if, uh, you know, if you want to join us for that, we'd love to have you as well. Amazing. Amazing. Wonderful. And a little birdie has told me that you also have a book coming out as well. What's your book about? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this was really fascinating to me. Um, 
I've written books about other kind of business and trend changes Mm -hmm. before, more as like business book. And Wiley Publications approached me and asked me to write a book about Web3, the metaverse and AI, Mm -hmm. but Charlotte, to do it as a business fable. So think about that. It's going to be a business fable. Yeah. Yeah. In the book, the book starts out with a story that's not true, hence the fable Mm -hmm. part, about a company that's trying to adapt and use Web3 AI and the metaverse. And so it kind of walks you through their story about how they, what frameworks they used and how they approached it and kind of how they played storm with it and what they did and how they set up a, um, a rabbit team. Hmm. versus a tiger team. So, you know, when I was at Amazon and other companies, we would set up tiger teams. We'd have a problem. We'd get a tiger team engaged. They would go and they would solve that. They would attack, right? That sense of Mm. the tiger team word. You want to attack problem. They would solve it and then they would go away. But um, in in this new world, we think we need rabbit teams where you go down the rabbit hole, right? You move fast. You're not sitting still. And so you're looking forward at all times. I think this was Mm -hmm. actually one of your first questions to me, right? How do you stay on top of it? Well, you know, do you form a little team that actually has as one of its members AI tooling to help Mm -hmm. you stay on top of it? And so the book is entitled um, The Tiger and the Rabbit. And it's a business fable about Web3, AI, and the metaverse. Um, so it, it is, uh, it's online. It'll be out August the 30th. Mm-hmm. It does feature truth and advertising. It does feature a chapter on unstoppable digital identity because we do feel like that's going to be an important role. And it shows how this fictitious CEO, who is a woman, I made her a woman. Love it. <laughs> and... <laughs> team, you know, uh, do leverage all elements, but including that digital identity as well. Amazing. It sounds absolutely fascinating. I can't wait to read that. It sounds like not only is it going to be super interesting, but it'll also be fun. (laughs) Um, And that sounds nice, you know? Yeah. You know, you know, it's, um, I've written other books. Like I said, this one was really hard for me. I have to Uh say, you know, I took my weekends to do it and, you know, writing dialogue versus just writing like a white paper was very difficult and to keep people engaged. So anyway, I also have different characters in there and I named them after our, our whales, our biggest Uh customers. So whales are also crazy for it. So anyway, I'm really excited about it. I'm really a little nervous too, to Uh see people's reaction to the dialogue and the, yeah. the fable part of the mm-hmm. book. So we'll see. So fingers crossed that it will be, it'll be good. I'm absolutely certain, sure that it will be. And I, I know that, well, I'm very excited to read it. I'm sure that many of our listeners are really excited to read it. It's just a really, really interesting concept. Um, so that sounds very exciting. Um, all right, Sandy, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. If nothing else, I have had the most interesting conversation with you which I could honestly dig into this for hours and hours but that's rude and I won't do that um however you know uh, thank you so much for coming here and adding such incredible value and where can people find out more about you um and get more involved with with anything that you've got going on at the moment 
Yeah. So um, if you want to find out about Unstoppable Domains or go grab yours, mm-hmm. our website is unstoppabledomains.com. Very easy, unstoppabledomains.com. If you are a woman and want to learn more about Web3, we also started, you know, as you introduced, this un- this group called Unstoppable Women of Web3, which is mm-hmm. dedicated to educating women. And um, that website has tons of free education on it. So go check it out. It's unstoppablewow3.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get access to all of that there as well. And it's got some really cool women you can look up to and find some just amazing people as well. Uh, for me personally, my Twitter handle is Sandy underscore Carter mm-hmm. or just Sandy Carter on LinkedIn or Sandy Carter founder on Instagram. And uh, I'm usually pretty good with, uh, with my social media, although I do it kind of before work and after. So yeah. just be patient. <laughs> but I would love to hear any questions. And Charlotte, thank you again for having me on. Um, you were a great hostess and had thank amazing you. questions. So I think it made it so easy, you know, to really get across some of these core things for your listeners. Oh, thank you. That's really, really nice of you to say. Um, so we will pop all of these things in the show notes, all of the links to everything that that Sandy just mentioned so that you can easily access those. Um Sandy, thank you so much again. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure and best of luck with everything, all of the many, many wonderful things you've got coming up in the near future. Thank you so much, Charlotte. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Technically Confident Podcast with me, your host, Charlotte Fuller. If you'd like to get your hands on my incredible and absolutely free 100 resources to empower women in tech guide, which by the way, is packed to the brim with all of the top networks, events, podcasts and books, oh, and influencers you need to follow right now, then all you need to do is go to charlottefuller.com and click the link at the top of the page. Or you can just use the link in the show notes. Super, super simple. I look forward to seeing you next time. All my love and confidence, Charlotte.